we lift to you all those who are quietly holding invisible pain, loss, depression, misunderstanding, loneliness, or anxiety. You are the God who sees, the one who comforts and holds us. Come, Holy Spirit, God of healing and hope, Please reveal yourself to us all afresh today, opening our eyes to see you and our ears to tune in to your voice of hope. Accept all these prayers for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The reading this morning is taken from the book of Nehemiah, uh, which can be found on page 489 of the Church Bibles. Chapter 7, verses 1 to 5, and then chapter 8, verses 1 to 8. After the walls had been rebuilt and I had set the doors in place, the gatekeepers, the musicians, and the Levites were appointed. I put in charge of Jerusalem my brother Hanani, along with Hananiah, the commander of the citadel, because he was a man of integrity and feared God more than most people do. I said to them, the gates of Jerusalem are not to be opened until the sun is hot. While the gatekeepers are still on duty, make them shut the doors and bar them. Also appoint residents of Jerusalem as guards, some at their posts, and some near their own houses. Now the city was large and spacious, but there were few people in it, and the houses had not yet been rebuilt. So my God put it into my heart to assemble the nobles, the officials, and the common people for registration by families. I found the genealogical genealogical record of those who had been the first to return. And then chapter 8. When the seventh month came and the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people came together as one in the square before the water gate. They told Ezra, the teacher of the law, to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded for Israel. So on the first day of the seventh month, Ezra, the priest, brought the law before the assembly, which was made up of men and women and all who were able to understand He read it aloud from daybreak till noon as he faced the square before the water gate in the presence of the men, women, and others who could understand. And all the people listened attentively to the book of the law. Ezra, the teacher of the law, stood on a high wooden platform built for the occasion. Beside him, on his right, stood Matihiah, Shema, Ananiah, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Masiah, and on his left were Padiah, Mishael, Malkijah, Hashum, Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Meshalum. Ezra opened the book. All the people could see him because he was standing above them. And as he opened it, the people all stood up. Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, 
And all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen, Amen. Then they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. The Levites, Jeshua, Barney, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbathiah, Hodiah, Masai, Kalita, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, and Peliah instructed the people in the law while the people were standing there. They read from the book of the law of God, making it clear and giving the meaning so that the people understood what was being read. This is the word of the Lord. I'm so glad I don't have to do the reading today. We can thank uh, Sam later. So my name, another strange name, my name is Angelo, and I'm the curate here. And I know that we don't know each other that much, but one thing you know from me, and is that one of my heroes of the faith is Nehemiah. That was my last message, and I was so pleased to to share with you about him again. And I don't want to rehearse again what I said, but just a few pointers why I do think and I do like Nehemiah. First of all, he was a foreigner in a stranger place, and he worked his position up. He, he had some sort of influence. I also like that he, he's not from an affluent family. He wasn't a priest. He wasn't a, a, a prophet, per se. He also didn't hear the voice of God. Like, like on a dream or on a burning bush like Moses. This is me. A normal guy. And he heard the call, he heard the, it says in the Bible, the report of how bad his people were. And he said, we need to do something. I need to do something. And he prayed. And fasted. I don't know if you remember that I told you this, but he did it for four months before the king asked, or before he started, or he embarked in in the journey. And now we are at that point, chapter seven, where what I would call the phase one of his project was finished. The gates were rebuilt. The, the walls were rebuilt. The gates were set. And the people work. I mean, I love the story. Just read Nehemiah. You can read it at one go, one Sunday afternoon. People were fighting and building and singing and praising the Lord all together in one spot. And then when everything was finished... When, when security was established, I think we all missed one little element of verse one. Normally, 
what happened in the Bible is that the first chapter, the first verse of a chapter is a little bit like the subtitle of what is going to happen. And it says, the walls had been rebuilt, the doors had been set in place, the gatekeepers, the musicians, and the Levites were appointed. What does it mean? I think if I would have been the editor of Nehemiah, I would say, you need to explain a little bit more. But what it means is that temple worship was established. That was his main thing. I mean, how do we achieve temple worship? How do we bring people to God? In We build a fortress so that the enemies won't come and will not destroy or, or, or disturb the worship. That was his motivation. The walls is ready. The gates are closed. The worship is going on. And then he sets a few, I'm, I'm just retelling you the story. But then he sets a few strategic plans on how to Keep security, how to keep the walls in, in good state. And he places gatekeepers. And then he says, I sense from the Lord. This is the first time in the book that he names God as the Lord told me or I sense from God. To send the people back to their homes and to rebuild their homes. That's awesome. Security was in the city. He sends them back. Rebuild your homes now. But not only that, he passes, in one way, he passes the baton. He, he, he introduces in the book a new, a new person, Ezra. Ezra was a priest. He was maybe 15, 20 years older than Nehemiah. And he, I don't know what you guys think, but in verse 8, in chapter 8, I think is like the first charismatic revival in the Bible. On a stage, on a platform, he preaches. And people lift hands and bow down. And they were long meetings. Did you hear how long it was? From beginning of the day until midday. And then it didn't finish there. And then the Levites will, will instruct the people in small, small groups. I would suggest something like that. We could do that. Every Saturday we come together, six o'clock in the morning. You preach until, until midday. And then we divide it in small groups. I, I would love to do that. Do that. Do that while I'm talking. So what do I, what do I bring today? I think we can take this analogy or this plan of Nehemiah in so many directions.
But the approach that I want to take to today is how do the walls of your life look like? How are the gates of your life? And if we understand the analogy right, the walls were there to prevent the enemies to come and to destroy your life. To destroy what, what you want to do. How are the, the, the walls of your life? Sometimes the walls are right, but we still have some doors open. I don't want to get into details with this, because we could go on and on and on and on in, in, in just one direction. I want you to, to make your own movie in your head. But sometimes we do have that external security of maybe a good job, maybe a, 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 a nice bank account, or we have good health, or our, our family situation is stable. So this is the external stuff. But our homes... The internal part of our being. That thing that nobody sees when we close the door. Is it still not built? Is it still not, 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 not in place? And again, I don't want to go in depth, but I think that the Spirit of God is speaking to your heart. So there is one part that is the external security. The doors, the walls, and even the worship. That is still verse 1. This is the external. But Nehemiah felt that the people need to work in something internal. But not only in their homes, he calls Ezra to teach the people the word of God. We are so blessed in, in our Western society that we have so many Bible translations. We have so many churches in Ealing, we, we, we can count them. It's so many churches. And sometimes the, the conversation that we have is, every now and again, people will ask, so what version of the Bible shall I buy? You know what my answer is? Buy the one that you will read. None of them, none of them is, 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 is waterproof. None of them is 100% right. Why? Because it's a translation from a translation from a translation. That's all fine. I can live with that. I can live with that. Make the Bible your hobby. Read the Bible as a, as a novel, as something that, that is like an epic story that it develops from the beginning of the earth to the end of earth. I'm, I'm not making this up. This is here. 
And it has turns. It has development. It has setbacks. It has stories that will change the plot. I encourage you to, not only to read what happened, what was written, but why it was written. Sometimes those those principles are deeper than, than what they did or what they decide. Why they are doing it. Why this maybe contradiction in the Bible. I love those. I love those. I love to talk about these things. Because there is always an explanation. And it's always a logical explanation. But you may say, Angelo, you need a a Bible degree. You need a, a seminary degree. You need something. And I tell you, no, you don't. No, you don't. There are so many good books, so many podcasts for the younger generation. Uh, So many good things that you could go to, videos online. Ask me, ask Sam, ask one of us. How do you feed yourself in the Bible? Because the problem is that we could have that external security that, that, that I was talking about. And still be empty inside. Because we don't have that thing that gives us life. That thing that gives us hope. And we talked this morning. That was one of the words that we, we received the morning when we prayed for the service. Hope. Endurance. Why do you do this? Why do we do this hard life? Why do we switch the TV on just to see all these atrocities and calamities? And it's everywhere. It's not just here. No. And it's complex. Complex that we... What I mean is is not an easy solution. We need that hope. That going back to God to say, we leave this into your hands. We leave this into your hands. Just want to conclude with Nehemiah to four months to pray. It says in the Bible, he took 52 days of building, actual building work. Altogether might be six months preparation from start to finish. To rebuild the walls of your life is not a quick fix. To put the gates in place is not a quick fix. And you know what it means for you. It might be setting priorities right. It might be rescheduling some of your work. It might be saying no or saying yes to other things. And then phase two starts. And the phase two is 
is a bit longer because you, you work in developing your house. And you work on, on the system to keep your house and the wall standing. Nehemiah said he had gatekeepers. He said, no, do not open the gates before this and after that. That was a plan. So what is your plan? What is your strategy? And I don't want to make it super complicated. To build your life. To feel that thing, that spiritual thing that we are made for. Because if I have to be honest, and I'm sorry if I'm too honest for you, if I would only read the Bible when I feel like it, or if I only pray when I feel like it, or if I only would play music when I feel like it, you know how many times a year that would happen? Handful. But I have a plan. It might not be the best plan. Okay? I might not be making that progress that I would love to, but I'm making a slow progress. And that was also the word that came today. Slow progress. Do not compare yourself with someone else. Just do that small progress. A bad plan is better than no plan. Why? Because you, you get to fix things. You get to, to, to debrief things and say, this works really good. I know that I wanted to pray an hour a day and read a chapter a day. But it's, it's, it's way too much. I was talking yesterday with someone on, on a video call, and, and he said, I want to read the Bible. And I set myself the goal to read four chapters. And I started on Matthew. I'm on Luke now. And freaking Luke, this is what he said, freaking Luke writes 50 verses in one chapter. It's like, why can't we chunk this a bit more? His words. Set a small goal. Engage your emotions when you read. The problem that we have is that when we read the Bible, we think we have the, the, the pressure on our box that says, this is the word of God. And we read and it's, huh, I don't understand it. Engage your imagination. Fill in the gaps. Especially Matthew. Matthew. Matthew is one, is one of my favorite. He almost, in the Greek, I don't know much Greek, but I have to show a little bit. So, he almost introduced one word into the Greek vocabulary of the time. And you know what the word is? Suddenly. Immediately. This is what happened. In Matthew is everything quickly, quickly, quickly. Read those things. Fill in the gaps. 
meditate, pray, wait a little bit, and follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. Nehemiah, follow that lead. And today, we can even see rest of that war that Nehemiah did. Israel was was destroyed and rebuilt multiple times. But there are parts that say this is that war. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we, we surrender to you. And the same as Nehemiah, we, we want to hear the prompting and we want to take action. And we want to work on, on, on our walls, we want to work on the doors of our lives. Please help us to identify those those issues, those openings that let the enemy get into our lives and destroy what we have been working for. I pray that you would, you would, you would give us a word, that you would give us a, a hint of where the crack is, where that, that leak is coming from. And I pray that we will ask for help. I pray that we will be humble enough to, to call for help and to rebuild that little part. But at the same time, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would help us internally to fix our own uh, problems or our own issues. But most of all, I pray that you would Bring us back to your law, back to you, as Nehemiah did. Give us that hunger and that passion of the people hearing the word of God for for a long time. Give us the endurance to do that. Pray, Holy Spirit, that you awaken a hunger in us for your word, for your things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.